When household tensions and a sense of worthlessness overcome Evan, he finds escape when he clings with the orphans of a throwaway society. This is Suburbia. Hello and welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie, Suburbia, released in the year 1983, directed and written by Penelope Sears. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and joining this week, the second time on the pod, longtime friend, former bandmate, roommate, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast, that's Jason. Thanks, Chad. Before we get into a topic, I just want to check in uh, with our co-host today, Jason. It's been a while since you've been on the pod. Um, what have you been up to since last time we got together? Uh, just I've been touring a little bit, navigating the uh, COVID world of touring. Um, been just kind of busy, kind of right. making sure I don't get sick and everybody else sick, and then fifty thousand other people sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting those. It's too bad we just we. <laughs> if you're just listening to this now, we just had. <laughs> uh technical difficulties and jason just told us this awesome story about everything that they have to do to when they're on the road for covid protocols and where they're going and how it's different today we lost all that so (laughs) i'm not going to make you regurgitate all that again either jason so synopsis (laughs) synopsis it sucks yeah all right it's just a a different world we live in yeah i got a whole new world (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i hope we get back to normal man yeah the new normal yeah i fucking hate that <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get back to this new normal <laughs> not gonna do it not gonna do it not not gonna die <laughs> oh uh, man this one will be this this will be funnier yeah so, <laughs> a little looser a little looser tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been watching Squid Game and just finished that. I mean, it took us like probably two weeks to watch it because, you know, kids and mm-hmm. uh, it's not a family friendly show. So, but yeah, yeah. So I've heard it's really good. I mean, it's I think it's really, really good. Like that first episode, just make it to the end and you're going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> this is really cool. Um, watch it uh... subbed, not dubbed. Gotcha. Speaking of that, you were saying it was it's terrible uh, dubbed. The worst dubbed that I've ever seen, the worst dubbed movie that I've ever seen. I was in Germany on tour once. Yeah. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. Turned on the TV and Coming to America was dubbed in German. <laughs> the weirdest wow. shit I think I've ever seen in my life. And I just watched it just out of pure comedy. Just like watching them like all the inflections and stuff like in German, like Eddie Murphy's character, like I just, but that was so weird. Oh my God, I'm gonna have to like look just for like clips of that, <laughs> <laughs> just for entertainment just, reasons. Just try it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's... I've heard about I've heard about Squid Game. I haven't watched it, but I will. Um, I'm gonna be living in a fart tube for like three weeks, so I think I might have some time on my hands to to maybe watch some stuff soon. Yeah, it's good. There was a SNL did um like a digital like short based on squid game and i saw that before watching the series so i recommend not watching that snl bit until afterwards because it's really funny it's like a country song talking about the squid game but if you watch it it pretty much kind of spoils it for you perfect (laughs) but noted 
yeah so watch squid game then watch the snl squid game uh sketch though it's pretty good all right we'll do on to our topic of the week this week's film is suburbia released in the year 1983 had a budget estimated between 500,000 and a million dollars. Uh, we don't have any actual like box office data, like how many theaters was in, how much money it made. Um, I'm guessing it might be kind of similar to uh, decline, <laughs> maybe less fights. I don't know. <laughs> um, and also was a winner of a silver Hugo award for best first feature film. Um, not too much into awards, but thought I would highlight that. So, um, and as a reminder, Penelope Spheris was also the director of the Oscar winning movie, Little Rascals. Wasn't an Oscar winning movie, but I enjoyed that <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, ratings and reviews and Rotten Tomatoes has a 93% critic score and 80% audience score. IMDb has an average of 7 out of 10. Metacritic score of 73%. So rated pretty high, I mm-hmm. think, than I was thinking it would be going into this. So. Yeah, pretty surprised. Um, man, I haven't watched this since middle school, and it sounds like it's been quite a while since you've seen it. So it's pretty much, should we just kind of do like a quick run through of like what the movie's about? Then we can just go into like our thoughts about sure. it. Maybe we should yeah. do that. Yeah, so it kind of starts out like we have like a runaway teenage girl, right? And like she's hitchhiking on the freeway. Um, then some craziness happens. It's pretty much about a bunch of kids leaving their homes they're homeless and they're living in a squat in like a abandoned development area that was cleared out to build highways yeah it, it was uh i think it was they call it the 605 which is really funny because i don't think that does that even exist i don't think it does but it was it was the 605 freeway project to build a freeway to um lax in Los Angeles. Yeah, that right. And it took like, I was reading, it took someone like 15 years to complete or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So all that stuff is kind of like, like, uh, oh, there is a 605. Okay. okay. This, it, 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 it cuts through, it cuts through, um, Eastern LA. Yeah. So part of that, that was real, like all those abandoned, like houses and stuff that was actually, yeah, everyone was cleared out for development of that that freeway but yeah these so we get these group of punk kids we get some live music performances from real punk bands right so we get performances mm-hmm. by um di tsol and the vandals, yep, the vandals. Uh, towards the end um yeah so it kind of just follows these these kids punk kids living in a squat um you know doing the normal things that punk kids in a squat do uh get bored <laughs> you steal shit um you shoot cockroaches, <laughs> shoot cockroaches. Um, <laughs> i read i read in a piece of trivia that the cockroach scene where flea shoots the cockroach was the most expensive scene because the cockroach had a handler and it had to be f- like it had to be like filmed like a, just right apparently <laughs> that that I was reading that too, and I was like, I was kind of calling bullshit out of that because that almost sounds like something that somebody who made the movie was asked a question about that scene, right? You know, like, yeah, it's uh, even just like totally just making this shit up because, like, <laughs> have you? I don't know, like, who <laughs> cockroach handler? I mean, is that like, hey man, it's Hollywood? Co- <laughs> <laughs> well, I come from a great line of cockroach handlers. 
<laughs> it was there was no cockroach CGI back then. <laughs> well, yeah, I wonder if they needed the cockroach handler too for like the scene where the cockroach like skitters across the, the countertop and goes into the Roach Motel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did a quick uh, internet research here on my phone. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! I might have to come back to this. I just there's something good news for cockroach handlers. <laughs> oh, the page is blank. So <laughs> uh, I call bullshit on that, but yeah, I, I read that. I, I laughed out loud. I was like, no way. <laughs> but you you mentioned flea, so uh, flea is is a popular uh, person in this film. Um, he plays for a band called the red hot chili peppers. Never Ever heard, of heard of them. No, okay. Never. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Razzle. Oh, Razzle. Razzle Dazzle. N- another, another um, goof slash trivia is when they were in the car driving together and Jack, the character Jack goes, Hey, hey flea. <laughs> oh yeah. And he where's, like, he's... where's the house flea? And then Razzle. It's like, my name is Razzle, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they probably put that in there just for just for laughs. Yeah. Yeah. So like coming back to this, I remember I, I remember watching this in, in high school and this is like the this is like the seventh second level of introduction to punk rock for me. So I, the first level was uh, Misfits and the Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was like entry level punk rock. And then there was um this film that introduced me to like the Vandals, DI and um, TSOL, um, which is all the TSOL stuff like that age pretty good. Actually, that was like actually a pretty good refor- performance. I think the performances were recorded live as well. Um, they didn't yeah. use like like pre-recorded tracks for those. Yeah. And which is funny, too, because we brought up the fact that like this has such a um, similar vibe to um decline of western civilization one so i wonder you know did they film this kind of in the same studio or same sound stage or something like that because it has a lot of like that same kind of undertone yeah i mean i couldn't find anything on that i to do some research but i bet they did because i was telling you before we started recording is that it almost feels like a continuation of that documentary yeah (laughs) you know like it just it has has the same feel and everything um so or or you know penelope was like highly motivated to make this movie based on her decline series yeah obviously obviously there's a lot of inspiration oh yeah you can you can see where the inspiration comes from and talking about inspiration this movie actually inspired the pet shop boys yep for their was it their song? No, what is the song called? Suburbia. Yep. Suburbia, yeah. Yep. So, have you ever heard of the Pet Shop Boys? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't identify a Pet Shop Boys song for you, to be honest. Couldn't either. <laughs> so, they're a, they're a pop duo. Yeah. I was, was there... I was I was listening to it and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of I don't know, got some oh, kind oh. of cool sound going on here. Oh. They they had that song West End Girls. Oh yeah, okay. All right. West End right. Girls. Du, 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 du. Yep. <laughs> God, what movie was that in? Was that probably, like a, probably every every eighties movie on the planet. Yeah, I want to say like either like Revenge of the Nerds or I think it was in Revenge of the Nerds. I want I can I think I can nail it down to the scene Revenge of the Nerds when they um 
are they God, they go to the one of the sororities <laughs> where they have like one of the sororities over for like a party or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> I bet that movie has aged well. Right. <laughs> um, let's see real quick. Let's just do a good quick Google search. It was in Donnie Darko. It was used in the dance scene in the original rough cut in the film. Oh, later to be replaced by Duran Duran's Notorious. Oh, really? West End Girls, yeah. Huh. It was in Diana. Weird. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but it's been used in a lot. Yeah. Kind of like a, yeah, kind of like another movie. We're doing um, Romy and Michelle, Romy oh, and Michelle's yeah. High School Reunion yeah. tonight, <laughs> and because uh, that song has uh, time after time in it, and I was like, man, how many movies has time after time been in? It's like I tried looking it up, and there was like an endless list. So I was like, okay, we'll just say a lot. That's um, that's um, what's her name, right? Uh, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, yeah. I mean, her whole career was probably like all like licensing to movies. Oh yeah, like like a lot of her probably net worth is probably licensing to to movies. Yeah, I mean, well, she did the I don't know one of her I can't remember what song is in the Goonies movie, and which was the soundtrack to the Goonies two Nintendo game. (laughs) Girls, girls just want to have fun, and then like True Colors. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry. What a let's, pop let's artist. Get, let's get back on track. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, suburbia. So, da, 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 da. Yeah, so... They, what's that? They, tra- they, they transcended genre, um, and they inspired many. <laughs> the film, the film <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, so the group of punk kids, um, they're, they wear, like, uh, badges, and they have a branded scar with a TR... <laughs> The, reject, um, the, the rejected, rejected. The and rejected. they like to spray paint tr everywhere which uh, is a no-no no 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 yeah <laughs> so kids if you're gonna if you're gonna start a little group right and you want to go out and vandalize like don't be like the wet bandits right like don't leave any <laughs> the goals did not leave any signs <laughs> or trace of that it was you if you leave a t- tr and you have it branded on your arm like big giveaway <laughs> big giveaway big giveaway that's like, that's like uh, uh we've t- we, i think we've mentioned this before um off podcast but uh when we were growing up we had a famous graffiti artist in Fairville, and his name was joe and they would always tag joe was here yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're like wait oh. hey joe you might want to like write jeff right <laughs> <laughs> Well, in his defense, though, I mean, it's a pretty like Joe is kind of like one of those names, you know, how many Joe's, you know, like everyone has an Uncle Joe, which is funny because one of the characters in this movie, his name was Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo. (laughs) I kind of as too, as as we found in the decline of Western civilization, like, you know, we get some random, you know, sprinkles of like homophobia and a little dab of racism. Uh, oh, yeah. When we get, is it Jack? It's Jack. Jack. Jack Disley. <laughs> yeah, Jack's Jack's dad is um is gay and yeah, he's because he's talking to Evan. He's like, yeah, my dad's a cop. He's <laughs> he's like, 
And that's not the worst of it. He's yeah. also black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then the other the other i can't do one of the other tr kids like he left home because he said his his because his dad was like whatever like they're homos or whatever so i get thrown around a few yeah. times in here yeah. um yeah so that's in there but you know but with that though i think even though it's it's not a great movie but it does kind of sprinkle in some things that are you know like I guess what can I compare it to? It's kind of like the the kids movie of not a kids movie, like a family movie, but like the movie kids mm-hmm. of kind of its day. Cause we get, you know, like we get some like drug addiction, overdose, suicide, um, you know, like sexual abuse, you know, we get kind of right. like a lot of those things pulled into the, the movie, like those stories and backgrounds of uh, some of the kids and kind of like why they end up homeless and like why they don't go live in like foster homes, foster or... homes. Yeah, because like they get treated like shit there, too. So it's better just to kind of like fucking live on the streets and right. squat and shit like that. Right. Um, and, and again, like you were saying, like the more things change, the more they stay the same, because it's like, you know, a lot of the stuff that's happened that was, you know, tr- a traditional broken home. A lot of the things that happened, you know, it's like you still see that stuff to this day. Yeah. yeah yeah it's um i i know somebody who closely works <laughs> you know with like um like homeless youth and yeah the the stories are i mean that stuff hasn't changed <laughs> no it's, it's like that, and i was like that i've seen some recent headlines about just like you know and you're a father and i'm a father now and it's like you see these headlines you know like i don't know if you saw what happened in houston Mm-mm. Um, like a, a a mother and her boyfriend basically abandoned the 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 three or four children that were living in the home. Yeah, they abandoned them at an apartment building, and um, one of like the the teenage boy was like starving and malnourished, and like asked a neighbor if they could like feed them, and like the neighbor came into the apartment, and apparently one of the children had been deceased for over a year and was basically a um a decomposed skeleton in a chair. What? Was, yeah, this happened in Houston. Like the story just broke. And like the um the you know the three remaining children were like severely malnourished and like basically like you know they needed they needed immediate medical attention and then the mom and like the boyfriend got like you know arrested for you know homicide and like child neglect and endangerment and everything else and it's like it's like 2021 and people are like that this is how people treat their children and like ugh, it's just it's just so disheartening and when you watch this movie you know like the funeral scene like the kids all go to sheila's funeral after she like overdoses on the on the drugs and you know the, the, the dad's like you know you can't be here you know sheila's mom doesn't want you here i don't want you here you're you know, and then Joe Schmo. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Schmo's like, you know, he's like, I know about you. Like, you abused her. You like, you had your hands all over her. And, like, you beat her up and stuff. And then, like, and then Jack beats his, beats the dude up. So it's like. Yeah. Then later you get the uh, rednecks at the strip club, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that one guy comes in. Like, I, lo- I love it too. Like, how, like, characters, like, the rednecks never change their clothes either. <laughs> 
like the guy that comes in with the same flannel shirt and like LA Dodgers cap, (laughs) you know, it's like, Hey, did you hear about those kids that, uh, um, raided the funeral of that girl? And, you know, it's kind of all that shit starts. And then they all, uh, the, the rednecks group together and, uh, they go to the house where their the TR kids are squatting after they go to the funeral where their, their friend had died. And then there's kind of like a, a fight, uh, a shootout kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, we get, that's actually, you, that's pretty much the end of the movie there. And the, yeah, it's, not a, it's not a long one. No, it's like no. just slightly over 90 minutes. Yeah. And, this is where I forgot like how the movie ended. Not not to jump too far ahead, but where the one of the redneck dudes gets in the car and is like trying to drive away and the group of kids he's he's trying to drive to hit the kids and they split like the Red Sea and it's the little kid like mm-hmm. on his little uh who well first off the 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 younger brother of Evan, he's like running driving around town, you know, on his <laughs> little like Hot Wheels mm-hmm. and he has like a uh, BB gun like Mm -hmm. strapped around his back and he has like a mohawk and um, but anyway he's on his little hot wheels and when this was happening at night he gets hit and killed by the um, rednecks and that's how it ends pretty pretty brutal yeah well that was that was the character evan right yeah it was his brother yeah yeah and his his mom was a drunk and that's why he left and she was like abusive. And then like they, they were watching TV that one day and then like, you know, the ax, she gets into an accident, you know, and he's like, Oh, it looks like my car, my mom's car. And then it's like, then he's like, wait, that's my mom. He's like, good job, mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or good going mom. Yeah. She like injured a bunch of people and got arrested for felony DUI. And then they goes and they kidnaps, basically kidnaps his younger brother. Then they give him a Mohawk. Yeah, that was uh, there was something about the the haircutting scenes in this was kind of made me reminisce about <laughs> full full metal jacket. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like gave her it. It's a uh, well in our recording that that we lost. We were joking about where or talking about the places we used to hang out at the brother's house. But I remember like sitting around and, like we would do like. Uh, you know, like head shavings, like we just get oh, like, yeah. like somebody had a clippers and like, oh, time to cut my hair. We just like or, shave like three or four people's heads in a row or like <laughs> or like, you know, ear piercing day. Yeah, <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's go get our let's go pierce our noses over at so and so's house. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right c- cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I still have the scar on my nose. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, did, did you Wait. pierce your septum by yourself? No, 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 no. <laughs> my God, I don't, I did my ears myself. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no. I did my ears myself too. But, um, no, I, I got my septum done at this place called the Goatsy in Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> I got it when I was in Berkeley many years ago. 97. Crazy. Oh, those were the days. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the same, I feel like the same subject matter was the reason why a lot of us were in the same kind of similar, you know, we weren't living all together in in a squat, you know, but we all used to hang out together. It's like, you know, my mom necessarily wasn't the most, you know, 
responsible mom. And, you know, and other people's parents weren't the most responsible parents. And so, yeah, the kids, as kids, we were just like running around, like almost creating, you know, chaos and reckless abandon around, around Fairbolt. Yeah, I know. It's like people's houses, too. It's either like their parents weren't there because they were like gone or like at the bar or. Right. You know, at somebody else's house, like partying kind of thing, or they would come back drunk and would have no idea that you were drunk kind of thing. <laughs> you know, a party just, just completely clueless and just, yeah, it was, I don't know, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, it was, it, I mean, if you think about like the times, I remember like just never really being home, like, especially like on the weekends. I feel like I would still go to school, but after school, I would just kind of leave, go to this person's house hang out right, right get their parents to buy us 40 ounces <laughs> you know or didn't i don't know it's just kind of the older the older brothers get the older brothers yep <laughs> scrounge together like three dollars for a 40 and you were like set yeah <laughs> i know it didn't take much didn't take much yeah. Can... we would always go to we would always go to the liquor store over off of is it the, the carriage house? Oh yeah, that's kind of right downtown, close right to the downtown. River. Yeah, and then we would we would like, and I think like one of my sister's friends lived above the carriage house, and he was older. And then his mom would buy us beers and shit, and then we would just yeah, like like walk right across the river and go over to like the bluffs or like the riverbed or whatever. Yeah, pass out in a bunch of poison ivy. Oh my god, that place was great because it was really close to the the woods where we would go have fires and the it tunnel. Was, it was also <laughs> close to the Vidoc. Yeah, we would, we would we would hang out there all the time. Yeah, I forgot the. There's no more stairs there. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so suburbia. Do you want to talk about the 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 music performances quick? Did you have any um thing you want to talk about there? Well, like Di um. Like, I didn't really get into that much. I just really liked that song, Richard Hung Himself, which was in the movie. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, TSOL, um, I've seen those dudes a couple of times, actually, throughout the yeah. years. Like they, they they toured through. I think they, they came through with, like, Bad Religion one time. Or okay. Um, and the Vandals, I mean, like, those dudes are still, I think those dudes are still touring to this day. Yeah. But like you said, they, they, it kind of exposed me to a little bit more of like like the California kind of like punk rock stuff. Like the yeah. like stuff that was coming out of like Orange County and whatnot. Like skater punk more. I think it definitely, you know, because like Sex Pistols and like Misfits and stuff were like East Coast and British. So I think this kind of like, like, and I was, you know. I was like kind of flopping back and forth between like metal and hardcore. Yeah. So this movie kind of like exposed me to a little bit of like the California kind of like punk rock stuff that like made it cool. You know, it was cool. You know, like, Oh, it was in a movie. It has to be cool. Kind of thing. Yeah. I really like the, the vandals performance of, uh, was it Pat Brown, the Pat Brown song? <laughs> yeah. The legend of Pat Brown. The legend of Pat Brown. Yeah. Then the Richard hung himself. That was, that's a, was always, one that i could remember and i had one di album um i think i actually still have it um i listened to that quite a bit 
back in the day when my my punk rock collection was fairly small but i just remember like this was the era like i remember like this is like opened up the floodgates for like music i just remember then all of a sudden i'm like getting into like mdc and like mm-hmm. subhumans and mm-hmm. uh minor threats and that's just kind of like it really kind of blew the the doors off of like what was out there and i was just listening to all kinds of different like crazy shit you know like the Minutemen and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah I, I feel like i like i got into like the circle jerks and stuff yeah and... yeah and like the, the black flags and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i think i was already listening to black flag a lot yeah. before because like i was saying like i think i like gravitated more towards like the the hardcore kind of like metal mm-hmm. like the heavier the better yeah and then this kind of exposed me a little bit to like the like the more of a street punk kind of yeah like for years i was like if it's not heavy i don't want to even listen to it <laughs> word yeah i was there <laughs> i was there one time <laughs> so overall let's um let's wrap this up here what's your um overall feeling on this would you still recommend this to watch even though it's not the i don't know it's not the pinnacle of a film <laughs> i would say in acting but again like most of the cast i think except for two people were not actors yeah and i don't think anybody really had a career afterwards no this didn't like launch anybody's like acting career no um i mean for cult kind of purposes i would i think i definitely would kind of keep this as like a, like a you know like a must watch for sick kind of cult purposes. But I mean, it's kind of, you know, like it's like, it's one of those movies. It's just like kind of like lost to, to time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I do see like, well, where it would influence a lot of other movies, you know, like you were saying, like the whole, like Quentin Tarantino, like the whole walk, Oh yeah, the you know, the TR the, the TR the, punk wa- punk rock t- or yeah. punk walk. <laughs> yeah, the punk walk, like you know, like Tarantino, like, you know, he used that a lot in his movies, like the, the walking group montage. Yeah. Um. Um. But it also like like again like when we were talking about um, the other podcast about decline of Western civilization, like this movie, I feel like it could have like been one of those movies that like scared parents, you know? Yeah. So I, f- I feel like it had that kind of like that um format where you know like you know it's like like you know crazy drug addled you know adolescent youth taking over the town and like right you know trashing a funeral like kind of thing like, like squatting in a punk house like yeah the one thought i had you know after finishing this was you know it's like this movie that's focused on like youth. Right. And like kind of made me think of, you know, how we cherish youth. It, there's only kind of, we don't really cherish the whole lot. And if we do, it's like little kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, when you get to like teenagers, it's all about like, I feel like it's all about athletics, you know, like mm-hmm. we we're not doing any stories about kids unless they're like athletics or maybe once in a while, if it's like somebody that's like, you know, some s- musical like savant or some shit like that. But you don't or, really get a lot like in between the, uh, the academia. 
you know, like, oh, my son's like a national you're, spelling bee champion. Yeah, you know, throw <laughs> throw your bumper sticker on your car, you know, like you're an A plus honor student or whatever. So right. <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, well, you don't have a car, so you don't have to like, why would I get you a bumper sticker, right? <laughs> I'm not on the A honor roll because you don't have a car. Right. But um, uh, also like like you know like the whole crime you know or citizens against uh, crime whatever whatever group it was um like you're saying like the <laughs> if it was made today that would be like all MAGA oh yeah there's like a, a like a town hall meeting and everyone is discussing right. about all these kids you know tearing up you know and like giving certain examples and there's like one guy there that um actually we did touch about this like one of the first live music scenes with di there's um the the girl that's wearing like the prom dress right that gets her like clothes ripped off seems a little weird you know yeah (laughs) not needed not needed yeah but like what i really want to fuck you like what i'd really like to fuck you or or no i really really want to fuck your brains out but it doesn't look like you really (laughs) but it doesn't look look like like you you have have brains yeah yeah like oh my god (laughs) yeah um what's funny about this is kind of like i sort of on topic sort of on topic but like yeah one of the band dudes that i work with his dad was a camera op cinematographer for a number of years and apparently he's worked on a bunch of movies um and he said one of the worst directors that he ever worked with was Penelope spears oh really (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i don't know if he was on this movie or what yeah but apparently he's worked on some penelope spears movies um it could have been wayne's world it could have been something else i'm not sure but he he was one of the main camera one of the main camera guys for um the talking heads stop making sense movie okay awesome i I get it i mean if you see interviews with her like just kind of her attitude she's kind of like eh, what you know yeah (laughs) i can see it dude like (laughs) i mean it makes perfect sense that she made these movies. She's yeah, totally. She's totally punk rock. Oh yeah, yeah. she doesn't give a fuck. I mean, she made no. a lot of money. She doesn't care. Like she's no. taken care of. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. But from a from some of these cringe moments, I wonder if like she put them in the movie to like for like authenticity. Yeah, I actually wanted to get to that because a lot of the events in the film are based on things that she had read in the paper. Ah, okay. Um, in in the what was in LA. So, right. Um, and, you know, and when, when we were talking about decline, you know, it's like a lot of those shows back then were like really violent. Yeah. And I'm sure that like, I'm that's sure that stuff happened. Like, probably more of a reflection place. of a way to portray like what actually happened in a way, even though it is cringy. Like, right. right. Yeah. That's good. You should think it's fucked up because it's fucked up. This, right. this shit has happened. So, yeah, I wonder if there was an instance where like some rednecks came into a punk show and stabbed a security guard. Right. <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, they, like you know, riots were like very commonplace back then at shows. Oh yeah. Were you yeah. ever at the uh, bomb shelter riot? I wasn't, but I went to a couple bomb shelter shows. Yeah. And I can only imagine how crazy that shit was. <laughs> yeah we we were there we got out like right like before <laughs> i can't remember who it was like was saying like we should just get out of here because like i was part i drove <laughs> you know from fair i was like parked like maybe right off bloomington like really close to the bomb shelter and 
-hmm. yeah we got out of there and like i had no idea what happened until like we heard about it like the next day or so but yeah it was that shit was in the papers yeah (laughs) it's like on the night it was like on the nightly news if you search like bomb shelter riot like you know like care 11 news or something you can find like the news clip on youtube crazy yeah yeah, like profane, profane existence did like a big expose thing on it. You know, I guess in 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 like sort of like a retrospect or a perspective, um, there was Pointless Fest in Philadelphia that apparently had um, a ton of accusations, not accusations, but a ton of like sexual assaults happened at it. And like Pointless Fest was like, you know, it was a huge festival in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like thrash fest or whatever in minneapolis or whatever you know like our uh the profane festivals and stuff but um pointless fest had like a number of different at one year specifically there was a number of sexual assaults at the show so they like they canned and that was in like the early 2000s so like nothing changed no no you gotta i mean you gotta take care of yourself because i always felt like there was this kind of this romanticism of like oh yeah we're kind of all in in this together but then like people i just remember like showing up to old Dremley studios like we'd go there early get in then we pull out our bottle of like mad dog (laughs) or like Mm -hmm. a 40 ouncer and we just just be a bunch of underage kids like drinking in the basement until the show started kind of thing but um right yeah not a lot of women and so it's (laughs) i'm reading just like a like a like a very brief synopsis of um, in '97, the police chased a suspect into the punk rock show at the bomb shelter on Bloomington and East Lake Street, and then the, the cops started macing the crowd. Mm. Yep. And then the, it it spilled out into the streets, and they started throwing rocks and bottles at the cops. Thirteen were arrested, but you know, like apparently, like a couple of bands have written songs about it. Like there's riot at the bomb shelter god i feel like that summer i was at the bomb shelter like two or three times a week because <laughs> like friday wanna, saturday sunday shows i want to um find out what, what the, somebody had posted like a old bomb shelter uh there's a facebook show group. listing there's a facebook group about the bomb shelter oh yeah think. yep yeah. yes that's where i saw it i like um Sean posted that war pig. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, again, a lot of those shows were super violent and I'm sure that she just probably did that just for authenticity. Just to like, sh- like highlight and showcase like what the reality was at the time. Yeah. I would say, yep. I mean, if you're curious about like, it's worth a watch and if you just can't get through it, then it's maybe just too bad for you to watch, but I don't know. I right. think it's still kind of interesting. It's kind of a time capsule it's in a totally, way too. Um, totally. So yeah, check that out. I mean, don't expect anything great. I would <laughs> say though, the music performances in it are really good though. Um, yeah, so it's, if it's, anything like check it out for that. You know, I wonder if she also <clears throat> made the movie because it was on the heels of like all those other coming of age movies that were coming out at that time. You know, like six, 16 yeah you're right that's like that's a good point goonies and you know all the campy feel good and she's like ah here yeah. we go yeah no <laughs> shit. here's a feel good movie for you no shit <laughs> before we go though there's one thing i gotta say there is a line in this movie that i said all the time for like the rest of my life was the <laughs> was the um the guess what 
Yeah, I was like, guess hey, what? guess what? Chicken, Chicken butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that with uh, a group of friends all the time. Then we evolved it to uh, guess how pie cow. <laughs> <laughs> I like but in the, in the synopsis also to you like You're, my dad's coming and if we're still here, he'll be shitting Twinkies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir. Yeah. I'd check some, it out, dude. Oh, one other thing too, ones. like the rednecks are driving like an El Camino. And yeah. I always wanted an El Camino when I was like a teenager. I've never really been into cars, but I always wanted El Camino because that's like it was like Is it a car? A tr- is, is it, it a, a truck? Car? Is it a truck? I don't know. It's a truck it could be car. both. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I they like, made I some like, of them look pretty cool though. I mean No, man. And uh, like especially nowadays, like you know, cars from the seventies are like basically like collectors now antiques man antiques at this point <laughs> so like you get like a good el camino and put some nice put some nice rims on it man you're set yeah i'm balling dude i, I was kind of there with you because like it's like they always seemed like they were jacked up too you know like yeah the, the rear end the rear yeah. end was always jacked up and yeah like, i think i had a hot wheels car that had that where you can jack the rear end up <laughs> <laughs> It's you can go low capsule. or you can go high. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. Let's wrap this up. Except to go, I have to get back to work anyway. But thank you for listening to this episode of Movie Time Machine. Just a reminder new episodes of Movie Time Machine drop on Fridays. Uh, you can reach us with any comments or feedback or questions. Or if you want to add to the show, send an email to Movie Time Machine Pod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us or DM us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.